Welcome, MAPS listeners. This is John Prasik, the MedTech Focus Area Working Group Lead. I'd like to welcome you to the MedTech podcast, looking and focusing on the topic of the transition between pharma and MedTech and vice versa. Now, the objectives of this podcast are focusing on the areas because there is a growing interest in MedTech due to the rise of medical affairs in both devices and diagnostics. Unfortunately, a majority of the MAPS membership is from pharma and biologics, so therefore there is a genuine interest in this area for our colleagues in pharma, and the purpose of this podcast today is to be able to build upon that transition that we started back in February at our Medical Affairs Professional Society Global Annual Meeting in New Orleans, where we were comparing and contrasting medical affairs in medtech and medical affairs in pharma. Those of you that are listening might be considering a switch into medtech, and today we have two unique perspectives. We have two guests that of transition between pharma and medtech, and respectively, or should I say reciprocally, between medtech and pharma. I'd like to welcome our listeners today to the podcast, and we have four guests that will now begin our self-introductions. They're going to talk about their current position, how long they've been in the industry, as well as their clinical background. First, we have Mark Rubenstein. Mark? Thank you, John. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Rubenstein. I'm currently the medical director at Instrumentation Laboratory. Uh, prior to that, I was with Baxter Healthcare. I've been in MetaFairs for approximately seven years. Um, as background, I'm a general surgeon by training. I would like to uh, pass it on to Sean. Sean, can you please give us a, an introduction? Thank you, Mark. Uh, my name is Sean Lenfeld, and I am the Vice President of Global Medical Affairs, Clinical Operations, Preclinical Research, and Clinical Strategy at Boston Scientific. I have been in industry for 22 years. Uh, at both Boston Scientific and prior to that at Johnson & Johnson. My roles have evolved over time from a start in the pharmaceutical industry, doing pre-approval research and development through a medical affairs role at Pharma, and eventually into roles in the medical device business involving medical affairs, clinical research, and regulatory affairs. By background, I'm a neurologist. Uh, with that, I'll hand over to Hub Kruel. Uh, hi there. My name is uh, Dr. Hub Kruel. I'm the VP of Medical Affairs for Octopharma US. I've been with uh, this company about four years. I've been in the industry about 15 years. Previously, I was with Baxter, um, Johnson & Johnson, and another startup firm in the Bay Area. I have a PhD. Immunology is my, uh, my background. And then I'll pass it on to John. Thanks, you. Uh, John Prasik. I'm currently the integrated lead of preclinical, clinical, and medical affairs for Johnson & Johnson's medical devices company, Depew Synthes Spine. Uh, I've been in industry four years. I started as medical director for Depew Synthes Spine for the innovation pipeline, then became the medical leader, and then more recently, the integrated lead where preclinical and clinical was added to the remit. Um, of those four, now four years in industry, uh, I've had those three different roles. Prior to that, uh, I trained clinically as a neurological surgeon, and I built multidisciplinary spine centers in Catholic healthcare in the upper Midwest here in the United States. 
Well, I think it's time for our audience to get to know a little bit about each of our guests uh, today. And with that, I'm going to pass first to Hugh Kuehl uh, to give a little bit of his background as he started his career in med tech and then transitioned to pharma. Hugh? Yep. So um, I was uh, previously with Baxter and, and most of the products we had in our uh, portfolio were um, med tech, more of the device uh, devices, I would say. We certainly also did have um, biologics and drugs, but that was not uh, the ones I worked on. Um, and then I, when I took the job here at Octopharma, we're more more of a typical pharma drug, so a pharma company, so we have a lot more uh, biologics and drugs here, but certainly um, some of our drugs, the way you prepare them, um, also require devices. So some of our our products that we currently have on the market are actually more of a, a combination product. Um, there's certainly been a lot of pressure also um, on the devices to come up with clinical evidence, but that still varies quite a bit. So when I was at Baxter, we certainly had class two, what they call class two and class three devices on the market, and some of them uh, don't require a whole lot of um, clinical trials, but there's also certain ones that do require some clinical trial um, investigation, although maybe not as much as what we, what I currently work on, which are the, the, the biologics and the drugs. Um, I think just a little bit more background, I think, um, the chances that we all have to work on both the drug side as well as the devices only becomes bigger and bigger in your career, especially uh, when you're in industry for quite some time. But um, it certainly has broadened my, my scope on uh, my career. And um, yeah, definitely can recommend um, certainly to work on both if you have the opportunity. With that, maybe I'll pass it to Sean to give a little bit more background on his. Thank you very much, Hugh. Yeah, so as I stated, I have been both in pharma and devices in the opposite direction to Hugh. I began my industry career uh, working in an area that was very familiar to me, namely in Alzheimer's disease, uh, and um, was able to leverage a clinical and scientific background because of my knowledge of the specifics of that disease state. However, uh, over the 22 years in industry, I've been able to leverage the skill sets and uh, experiences that I gained in industry to an even greater extent than I was leveraging my pure scientific background. By that I mean that most of the activities that um, I have been called upon to do as a, um, a, a medic in industry are generic, uh, and I'll expand upon that a little bit. When you design a clinical study, for instance, uh, you need to know about, about the disease state, but you also need to understand how clinical studies are run, what biostatistics is, how data are uh, gathered and analyzed, and how those data are eventually used in publication. It doesn't really matter whether you are doing that in pharma or in devices. Data are data, statistics are statistics, and um, Essentially, the rules are the same. The classic example of this, I think, comes in the case of uh, uh, sample size in clinical trials. Many in the uh, medical technology uh, industry grew up on the uh, notion that one could perform uh, relatively quick and small 
studies. And that was certainly the case in the era um, you know, 10, 20 years ago when uh, evidence-based medicine was not so preeminent as it is in our space now. But in reality, those times are gone. And today, the demands on data are, are the same, which means, for instance, if you were going to do a clinical study that was focused on pain as an endpoint, and you knew the magnitude of improvement that you were anticipating, and you knew the um, approximate deviation that you would anticipate around that, that improvement, you would be able to do a sample size calculation for a pharma study. Lo and behold, if you had the exact same parameters in a device study, it should come as no surprise to anybody that the sample size would be exactly the same. So uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that the skills that you have acquired in your pharmaceutical career or in your medical technology career will translate very rapidly, very readily from one to the other. And as long as you are prepared to leverage those general skills and experiences, uh, that is what you need in order to make the, the uh, change, the career change successfully. The other uh, point of interest, I think, and John mentioned this in his introduction, is that the opportunities, in particular in medical technology, are for these expansive or combination roles, so that um, many um, medical affairs personnel in medical technology become responsible for more than just medical affairs. Uh, my own responsibilities cover medical affairs plus clinical research and operations plus preclinical and even clinical strategy. And it is the case in the medic medical technology industry that there are less medical affairs personnel per product than there are in, in pharma, which gives one the opportunity to take on these more expansive and challenging roles. Thank you, gentlemen, for these important insights. We hope the listeners have enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights in regards to transitioning between medtech, pharmaceuticals, and vice versa. Uh, 